So I have a confession to make, a small confession. I've read a book that was written specifically for women. And the reason why I read that book is because my wife really liked it. It was a Christian author, and she said it was very interesting. And I was curious, so I read the book. The book was called, Girl, Wash Your Face. Now, for a while, I was a little bit uneasy because I don't like being called a girl. And generally, I think my face is pretty clean, so I don't want to keep hearing, girl, wash your face. But it was very informative. As a pastor, as a father of a teenage girl, as a husband, I was interested in what, what thinking, what kind of thinking is going on in, in a woman's head. And um, I was fascinated. I've always been fascinated by that. Um, we are definitely different, but in a complimentary way. I like to point that out when I do marriage counseling, that we complement one another in the way we think. Now, I know that men and women think differently. I'm aware of that. Um, men oftentimes uh, don't share what they're thinking. I know that, um, ladies, you probably can agree with this, that many times you've seen your man staring off into space and you've been wondering, like, hey, honey, what are you thinking about? Uh, you might even ask that, you know, come on, you can tell me, what, what are you thinking about? And the guy's like, nothing. <laughs> That's usually our response, nothing. Um, but women don't get asked that question by men. The reason is because we know that if we ask you that question, the dams will burst open, all right? The floodgates will fly wide open. We're afraid of that question. But girls, you have to ask because you know it's like mining for gold. Maybe occasionally you'll find uh, out one of those thoughts, uh, a nugget or two, if you will. Why am I sharing all this with you? What does all this have to do with Proverbs? Well, the truth is that Proverbs is written, was written for men. And ladies, I didn't want you to feel like I was slighting you by going through the book of Proverbs and focusing on men but I want you to know that this is your way of finding out what us men think about. Because in Proverbs, you will see the topics, the things that us men think about. Yep, you're going to see the topic of money and the topic of sex. But we're much deeper than that. We're not shallow. That's not all we think about. In fact, Proverbs 20, verse 5 says, The purpose in a man's heart, it's like deep water. And a man of understanding will draw it out. We'll draw it out. We um, are not so shallow like a lot of the sitcom TV men, like uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor or Everybody Loves Raymond. You know, those guys uh, seem to be so shallow in what they thought about. But we are truly um, deeper than that. And we like to live with purpose, a wise man does. And that's what Proverbs teaches us. It teaches us how to have wisdom for godly living. In fact, the word proverb is actually two words, pro and verbium. And pro is four, and verbium is many words. So it means four many words. In other words, it's um, a proverb to sum up many words. A short little saying to sum up many words. 
There is one saying I know you're familiar with. That is, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. That's right. But this is my saying for this message and the next, as we're going to be spending two weeks in Proverbs. A proverb a day keeps the foolish away. A proverb a day keeps the foolish away. And that's my prayer, is that Proverbs will help you be wise and not be foolish. If you skip Proverbs, I can't help you. But God can help you when you read the book of Proverbs. Nobody wants to be a fool, and you won't be if you read Proverbs. In Proverbs 7.3, it says, Bind these on your fingers, write them on the tablet of your heart. Well, how do you do that? How do you write Proverbs on the tablet of your heart? Well, I think it's about um, remembering them. And to remember something, you often have to read it more than once. And the beauty of Proverbs is that there are 31. And there are generally 31 days in a month. So you get to read one proverb a day for the whole month and repeat. So today is April 26th. So read Proverbs 26. Tomorrow, read Proverbs 27, and so on, and keep repeating it. In fact, a while back, I think it was February 2nd, I preached on the book of Psalms called Spiritual Markers. You can see all of our messages on our YouTube channel, which you can get to through our website, lifeofpurposechurch.com or lopchurch.com. And so I encourage you to watch that one if you haven't seen that one. But Psalms are um, ways to express our emotions, ways to pray. Psalm means songs. And I told you you should read um, five psalms a day because there's 150 of them. 30 times um, five is 150. So you would read Psalm 26 today. Add 30, Psalm 56, Psalm 86, Psalm 116. You can do the math. I know you can. But my daily reading plan, my goal is five psalms, one proverb, and then whatever book I'm reading or studying for the message. A proverb a day will keep the foolish away. I hope you'll read it on a regular basis. Now, Proverbs does something amazing to your mind. When you renew your mind with the Proverbs, God will transform it. You'll make wise decisions. Sometimes you won't even realize you're making a wise decision, but it's because of the Proverbs. I can tell you my life has changed for the better, and I've been reading Proverbs for 20 years. In fact, preparing this message was a lot of fun because I went back to my very first study Bible. My mom gave me a study Bible when I first became a Christian 20 years ago, and I looked back, uh, I was in my mid-20s at the time, and I looked back at all of the, the verses that I had underlined in Proverbs, the ones that, that, that jumped out at me, the ones that spoke to me um, through the Holy Spirit. And some of those, those Proverbs that I read, um, uh, I still can, I, I can look back and realize, wow, they really did change my direction in life. They really did help me make wise decisions. And I'm going to share those with you. Um, in fact, I'm going to, um, when this is all said and done, I'm going to um, put all those into one document and I'll email it to you if you'd like. 
me too. And if you're not getting uh, uh, my weekly emails, then I encourage you to email me through our website and I will add you to the list. Um, but before I became a Christian, I, um, before I followed Jesus, I, I think like most young men, was, was driven by success. I wanted to be successful in life. So um, went to college to be successful. Um, every area of my life, I mean, I played basketball in college. I wanted to be um, a famous basketball player. Um, then I got a, a job and I was making some money and I, I wanted to make lots of money because I wanted to buy lots of things. Um, and then I started coaching and I wanted to be uh, not the JV coach, I wanted to be the varsity coach. You know, I wanted that power. I wanted that, that fame. I wanted um, um, all the things that, that go along with success. I wanted a drop-dead gorgeous girlfriend so all my friends would be jealous, right? These are the things that men care about and think about. We want success. As I observe young men today, as Solomon said, nothing's new under the sun. Uh, they are still seeking these things. The pursuit, though, of these things, the pursuit of success, often leads men to do very foolish things. I can tell you I have done many foolish things in the pursuit of success because I was not wise. But when I started reading Proverbs all those years ago, it really helped me um, take a different path. In fact, I think my life today, I attribute much of it to the good decisions I've made because of these Proverbs, which is why it's so important that you read a proverb a day to keep the foolish away. I believe wisdom, as Proverbs teaches us from the very beginning, that it starts because we have a fear of the Lord. A fear of the Lord. That's the key to wisdom. That's the theme throughout Proverbs. You have to have a healthy fear of God, a reverence for Him, a respect for him. In fact, on Easter, the message was called When Fear is a Good Thing. If you haven't watched that, I encourage you to see that on our website or our YouTube channel because that shows you what it means to have a healthy fear of God. Now, we're going to look at some of these Proverbs, and I'll be going through them kind of fast, but um, like I said, I'll have that document for you at the end if you want to read through these Proverbs, and I'll encourage you to... Um, Send me or tell me your favorite Proverbs at the end here. So we're going to start with Proverbs 1.7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 2.6. The Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. 18.10. One of my favorites, I think because it's a song. The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run to it. And they are safe. 22.4, the reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. And then it ends with Proverbs 31. Charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Again, this is written for men, but it ends with women who fear the Lord. This is the key to wisdom, fearing the Lord. Now, who wrote all of these Proverbs? Most of them are attributed to Solomon, King Solomon. You might be wondering, why, why is King Solomon someone that we should read? Why, why is he so wise? How did he get so wise? 
Well, if you read the Bible, you know that King Solomon was King David's son. And he was put in command at a very young age. He was a young man. And he was put in charge of this huge kingdom that King David had secured for him. Of all the Israelites, he was in charge of them. And God came to him and said, What would you like, Solomon, young Solomon? I will give you anything you want. Now, most young men would say money or power or fame. But Solomon asked for wisdom so he could rule God's people. And God blessed them because he gave them all of the above. And that's how Solomon is so wise, because it comes from God. That's how he got wise. It comes from God. And Solomon wanted to do the same thing that David did for him. He wanted to prepare him for the future, and so Solomon wanted to prepare his boys for the future, his sons. And so he wrote these. You can see when you read them, they're written to the men, to his young men. And he wanted them to know wisdom doesn't just come from experience. It comes from God. God, fear of the Lord, respecting Him, revering Him. Because the truth is, young men don't fear much. Young men are fearless. In fact, when you're young, you take the most risks. You don't really think about the consequences of your actions. I mean, I know, I, 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 again, I, I did foolish things. But when you fear the Lord, you make wise decisions. If you agree with that, say amen. Now, do you like to make decisions? Because not everybody likes to make decisions. Some people would just prefer to say, well, what do you think? Or what do you want? Making decisions isn't always a lot of fun. We have lots of them to make. I was playing solitaire this week. That's what quarantine does to you. I'm playing solitaire. In the game of solitaire, there's really very few decisions to be made. But every once in a while, you get into a situation where you might have, like, say, two red eights, and, and they're covering up the cards, and, and there's a black nine, and you're going to move a, an eight over to the nine to reveal a new card. But you don't know which pile to move, which red eight to move. You have to make a decision. I hate that. I hate making that decision because I want, don't want to make the wrong one. What if I move this one and then I lose? And I just wonder, did I, did I, should I move the other one? Would I have won if I moved the other one? And this is just solitaire. I mean, this isn't life or death decisions. This isn't like, um, what's for dinner tonight, right? I mean, that's a hard decision. That's a decision that arg people argue about all the time. Big decisions, right? How would you like to be able to make wise decisions all the time? I do. I want to make wise decisions all the time. I mean, I care about every decision I make. I want it to be the right one, the best one. How do you do that? Well, you read Proverbs. Proverb a day takes the foolish away. So, keeps the foolish away. Where um, in Proverbs do we see how to make wise decisions? decisions. Well, I see, I underline these. These were very important to me. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Some of these I even memorized over the years. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. That's been a, um, an anchor, if you will, for my, so that's been that's been a, a, an important proverb for me for many years. Trust in the Lord. Lean not on my own understanding. Acknowledge Him, 
and he'll make my path straight. But there's others. Proverbs 3.26 says, For the Lord will be your confidence. I have a little plaque that says that, this verse. For the Lord will be your confidence, and it will keep your foot from being caught. Proverbs 5.21, For a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. 16.2, All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. 16.9, The heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. 16.25, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. 16.33, the lot is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. And finally, 1921, many are, a many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Now I look at all of these and I come to this conclusion. There is an undeniable connection between my success in life and walking with God. Do you see that? If you don't walk with God, then you are going to be on a crooked path. God's way is never wrong. You know, growing up, I lived near this neighborhood, this subdivision. I don't know who designed it, all right, but they probably got fired after this. The subdivision is called, infamously called, Tangletown. And if you've ever been in Tangletown in St. Clair Shores, you know what I'm talking about. Because Tangletown has a bunch of streets that curve all over the place. And I used to hate having to go to a friend's house in Tangletown because I would get lost every single time. I mean, I would drive around, drive around, and end up right back where I was. Or I'd come to a dead end. And as I thought about that, I think that's exactly how life can be. We can drive around, drive around, we can go through life and just end up right where we started. Or worse, hit a dead end. Why? Because we're not following the Lord. We're not trusting in Him, leaning on His understanding, acknowledging Him so He'll make our path straight. God will get you out of Tangletown every single time if you find yourself there. You have to trust in him. He will give you um, the right path to take. Wise decisions. A proverb a day keeps the foolish away. Say that with me. A proverb a day keeps the foolish away. Have you ever gotten really bad advice? I mean, think back to last time you got some really bad advice. Hopefully it wasn't too painful, too, too problematic. I remember way back in the 90s, in the late 90s, in fact, I had a job. This is um, um, when I first started off working in sales. And I was making some pretty good money, and I was putting this money into the 401k plan and, and investing for the future. And I didn't know a lot about investing at all. And someone gave me the advice um, that I should try trading options in the stock market. Now, I barely understood what a stock was. I didn't understand how it worked. But there was this system that was in place to invest 
and you could make more money than just investing in the stock by investing in the option to buy the stock. And you know what? In the late 90s, the stock market was booming. I mean, it was shooting up. You look at the charts now and you'll see, wow, what an increase. I mean, honestly, you could have thrown a dart at any stock, invested in it, and you would have made some money. Well, unfortunately, in 2000, I believe it was, there was this thing called the dot-com bust, and the stock market crashed, plummeted. And guess what? My money was gone. Yeah, that was some bad advice. Really bad advice. The good advice was diversified portfolio. And believe me, I've been doing that ever since. I value good advice, don't you? Where do you get it? Where do you get that good advice? The Proverbs teaches us in many places that good advice comes from wise counselors. Wise counselors. Just listen, in Proverbs eleven fourteen, where there is no guidance, a people will fall. But in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. 13.10, by insolence comes nothing but strife, but with those who take advice is wisdom. 13.20, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools suffers harm. In 15.22, without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. These are the Proverbs that I've read over and over and over again, and they have made a huge impact in my life. In fact, by reading them, I was encouraged to find mentors. In fact, I take you back to before I was even a Christian. When I was working in sales, I was um, 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 trying to, to get really successful, trying to make lots of money, as I said before, and I was listening to a tape of a motivational speaker. That's right, a cassette tape. Remember those days when you could pop those in your car? A cassette tape. That's right, I was listening to that and I loved this motivational speaker. He was really, really good and he gave some keys to success. And one of those keys was to find a mentor. To find a mentor. Find somebody that's doing what you want to do, they're good at it, and ask them to mentor you. Seems simple enough. Well, one of my passions has always been to speak publicly. I like public speaking. And I met a guy who was doing it for a living. In fact, he wasn't just speaking to people. He was speaking to professional athletes. And I'm an athlete, and this, this guy had my dream job. I mean, I, I wanted to do what he was doing. And so he agreed to mentor me. Um, he uh, taught me a lot. Um, but one of the things I didn't realize is that he was also a Christian and a former pastor. And through, through trying to uh, learn what he was doing and trying to figure out how I could change my career and, and, and maybe do what he was doing, I found out that God had a plan. And through this man, he led me to Christ. I found Jesus because of this mentor. And I started walking with the Lord. I surrendered my life to Christ. And his wise counsel helped me tremendously my first year of being a Christian. In fact, one time he said to me, we were driving the car, remember this? He said, right now, Matt, I know you're following me. You're doing what I do. But you know what I do? I do what I see Jesus doing. And someday, you're not going to follow me anymore. You're going to follow Jesus. 
He was right. Because that's what I'm doing now. I'm following Jesus. And my conclusion through this whole thing was that God works in mysterious ways. That motivational speaker, turns out he was a Christian. And he used his platform to lead a lot of people to Christ. And it's pretty interesting how he used his key to success to help me find a mentor which actually led me to Jesus. And today I don't have a mentor. Today I have several mentors. I have several men that I look to for guidance and I surround myself with them. Are you doing the same thing? I mean, it seems foolish to me to go through this life and try to do it all on your own. Why not seek out wise counsel? And if you're older and wiser, then teach young people what you know. Help them avoid the mistakes that you made. Help them get what they are are searching for. Teach them. A proverb a day keeps the foolish away. And if you're a father, if you're a parent, your, your children are your most important disciples. Teach them. A proverb a day keeps the foolish away. In fact, it says in Proverbs 22.6, to train up a child in the way he should go, and in the end, they will not depart from it. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. How do you teach your kids? A proverb a day keeps the foolish away. Now, Unfortunately, I have run out of time, and I would like to get into talking about um, some other topics that I see in Proverbs, which is why I'm going to have a second message next Sunday. But midweek, probably Wednesday, my plan is to go and do something I have not done before, and that's Facebook Live. I would like to have a Bible study with uh, Facebook Live, and I'd like you to tune in if you have the time. And if you can't, if you don't have Facebook, you're not on it. Um, You can still message me, email me. Um, Questions you have about this message, maybe your favorite Proverbs. I'd like to bring all this up. I'm going to bring a teaching um, this week, uh, midweek, on pride. Um, The difference between good pride and bad pride. So I look forward to that. Always remember, a proverb a day keeps the foolish away. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you.